0: About caring, sharing, and preparing for changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore welcome peace and joy of Mother Earth. Listen to your community spirit every Friday morning from 10 to 10 30. Ready for the end of the world.
1: Ha ha
0: ha. Well, as we know it. As we know it. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, well, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. This is Ord Energymon. And this is Treesong, And we are counting down to Earth Day. This is Earth Month, just in case you didn't know. Um, and there is a few happenings. <coughs> Do you know of anything special?
1: uh, (laughs) Oh, we've got several.
0: (laughs) Let's see. Well, in case you missed it, last night was the Earth Day Bash to benefit uh, Beautify Southern Illinois. They will be doing a cleanup on, well, on Earth Day. And um, Keep Carbondale Beautiful will also be doing a cleanup on Earth Day. The 36th annual Earth Day is Saturday, April 26th. Here's a forecast of some of the day's events. Note, m- the majority of the events are at Turley Park. 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. is the Keep Carbonell Beautiful Cleanup and Recycling Day. This is the ninth annual. And then 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., CETA, which, let's see, comu- Community Electronics Technology Initiative, I think, is what it stands for. There's yeah. this new group in town who will be collecting electronics. Um, and I understand at this event, at Earth Day, they actually have a semi and will take anything with a cord. (laughs) So that includes white goods, which is refrigerators and wash machines.
1: So if you wrap a cord around your uh, less favorite sibling and (laughs) toss them in the truck, it has a cord.
0: And, of course, in honor of Earth Month, the farmer's market is open.
1: Yes, in honor, yes, in honor <laughs> of Earth Month, as happens every year. The
0: well, the it's the farmers market. It's actually when the veggies start growing around here in abundance. So yeah, um, farmers market is every Saturday morning from eight until noon at what is the West Town Mall parking lot? That's on the east. No, west side of town.
1: <laughs> yes, west side of town.
0: <laughs> I'm facing I'm the wrong yeah, direction.
1: He's pointing to the south and talking about the east side of town, when <laughs> it's really on the west side.
0: So, um, and then the day after Earth Day, Rome home to a Dome CD release party, uh, April 23rd at um, Hangar Nine. That is, um, well, to raise money for Buckminster Fuller's Dome we have in Carbondale. So, um stay tuned next week for, uh, well, a more detailed schedule of actual Earth Day itself. Yes. Um, if you want more information about Earth Day, get out your, um, what is it, your memorization pad. <laughs> um, yes, your phonographic memory. There you go, your phonographic memory www or dub3 I'm going to start saying dub3 mm. dub3 three. Dub three. <laughs> Yeah it's a lot easier to say dub3.sicsf.org dot dot This has the complete schedule or not maybe not the complete schedule but what the organizers have been told about cuz I know there's a lot more happenings that people have not been told about so um you know how we've been reporting? I got uh, some breaking news. You know how we've been reporting on um, the Green Earths property?
1: Yeah.
0: How they were having to raise money? I think they had to raise something like $15,000 locally. Mm-hmm. But if they raised that money, it was like for every dollar they raised locally, $15 was going to be provided by the Clean Energy Community Foundation.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, they raised the money locally. They haven't got the formal... Um, Approval. Um, They haven't received the check yet (laughs) to buy the property, but um, they did their part, and so
1: woo. Yes, and so the people of Southern Illinois did their
0: part. (laughs) Yep, and there's going to be another big piece of green earth here in Carbondale in perpetuity.
1: Yes, just in time for Earth Month.
0: There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, people. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. People used to just say Earth Day. But at least here in Carbondale, southern Illinois region, we have reached Earth Month. Yeah. And Uh, we'll see.
1: Eventually, we'll reach Earth Year, where the whole year is for the Earth. (laughs) Because
0: we have... um, There's Earth Awareness Month, April. Then there's Energy Awareness Month, October. So there might be two out of (laughs) the 12 months. Now, if we just get Animal Awareness Month, we'd be pretty close to um, three months. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... Um, let's see. Other happenings. I know I had some more. Well, I know
1: there's the Film Fridays. Yep. That's coming up. As usual, it's coming up Friday nights. Tonight, Free Film Fridays. And the Big Money IMC presents The Take. This is a film. Uh, let's see. I don't actually have the... There's a really good description of it on the website. But basically, it's about the situation in Argentina related to... Um, they had economic crisis there because of the, you know, these, these big international uh, organizations loan money and then they encourage privatization of the economy. And then, well, you know, the privatized factories sometimes went bankrupt and closed down. So this movie is about the story of some workers in a factory who their factory closed down and their, you know, their community didn't have a means of supporting itself, but they had an empty factory, and they had people who needed things, so they went back into the factory. Well, I
0: got to the website. (laughs) Um, The website is bigmuddyimc.org. The take will screen at 7 p.m. tonight, Friday, April 14th, at 214 North Washington Street. The Take is a political thriller that turns the globalization debate on its head. The film follows Argentina's radical new movement of occupied businesses, groups of workers who are claiming the country's bankrupt workplaces and running them without bosses. With The Take, director Ivy Lewis, one of the Canadians' most outspoken journalists, and writer Naomi Klein, author of the international bestseller No Logo, champagne... campaign... uh, Champion, I better make these letters bigger. (laughs) Radical economic manifesto for the 21st century. But what shines through in the film is the simple drama of workers' lives and their struggles, the demand for dignity, and searing injustice of dignity denied. If you would like to read the whole, um, what do you call it? (laughs) Yeah, the whole synopsis. (laughs) There you go. The movie synopsis. Um, Go to Big Muddy IMC. I read maybe a quarter of it. Um, Or come to the Big Muddy Independent Media Center. Um, Yes, today. Yes, Free Film
1: Film Fridays.
0: Fridays. It just flows for you. For me, (laughs) I have to, like, enunciate the Fs.
1: Yeah, and that's 214 North Washington in Carbondale. That's where the IMC is at. And I'm excited about that movie because I remember... A few years ago, when this first, this movement first started happening in Argentina, I got really excited and I thought to myself, well, maybe it'll sweep all of South America and then all of the globe and we'll have global revolution. And it still hasn't happened yet, but it's still a very exciting and inspiring story. So that's the Film Friday tonight.
0: Um, this week was the <laughs> park district's um, board meeting, I guess. And uh, c- citizens unite to save Hickory Lodge. Um, they actually got to speak at the meeting, but there was no dialogue.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, if you would like to read about it, it's actually in today's Southern Illinoisan. Yes. There is a decent article. It's um, got a
1: picture of uh, Chris Shackle, who was on uh, our radio show a week or two ago. <laughs> yep.
0: The Park District intends to sell Hickory Lodge and its ground. This gift to you, the Carbondale community, cannot be allowed to slip away. How you can help. Contribute to their illegal defense fund to block the sale at dub <laughs> dub 3hickorylodgeparkorg Or for more information, attend meetings to save Hickory Lodge on Saturdays at 2.30 p.m. in the back room of the Long Branch Coffee House, 100 East Jackson in Carbondale, Illinois. Yes. So it just surprised me actually how many people who actually lived in the neighborhood did not know that Hickory Lodge Park was there and was open to the public. Yeah. And that's the main thing that gets me is that people were not aware of it.
1: Yes. So, Well, the more aware we can make them, the better.
0: (laughs) I think you have a happening on the top of your page there.
1: Yes, I do. And I've got one in my head too. So we've got a very
0: happening day. Yep.
1: But first, the Interfaith Yard Sale. Uh, that's I they they've got a really cool flyer for this now that I just saw somebody did uh, cartooning like about s- it shows the yard sale on someone's got a big table they're carrying and it says, you know, the details on the flyer. I saw that at the co-op on the message board. Really? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'll check it out. But anyway, the some of the basics, the spaces are available for individuals and for vendors and There are other cultural activities and music planned. And a plant sale is also planned. Folks can reserve a space early and certainly no later than Friday, April 28th at noon. And the cost is $10 for the space and $15 for the space if you want to use a table, too. And this is a rain or shine event. And this is the first time they've done this at the Interfaith Center in this way. You know, they have the big... Interfaith Center yard sale, a 24-hour yard sale. Yeah, yeah, but this is a chance for people in the community to set up their own table and do their own yard sale.
0: Well, hopefully we'll have some nice local arts and crafts. Yeah. There. And I, I heard that someone's going. People will come and play some music and. Yeah, so we'll
1: have travel, traveling troubadours too, <laughs> <laughs> wandering among the tables. Nice. Yes. So for more information on that, you can contact Will Major at five four nine. 7387
0: seven. Good deal um, I was going to play a thing on permaculture because um, there's a three day workshop introduction to permaculture which is right here locally this is April 28th through 30th um, and this is in Copton at the um, the Poor Farm Comprehensive Center for Sustainable Living for more information, you can call eight nine three four eight two two or go online to dub three dot permacultureproject dot com. So, and there's also straw bale workshop and introduction to natural food preservation later on in the year that we will announce. Yeah. So
1: you could shorten it by uh, saying the W.
0: The W. People
1: will think you're studying <laughs> instead of saying www W. You don't like my dub three. <laughs> Well, just as long as people don't type
0: W3 dot
1: <laughs> and get confused.
0: Ah, okay. <laughs> but I think I be- think people are Internet savvy enough that they know. Oh, you said you had one on the top of your mind.
1: Yes, I do, actually. Um, well, there's there's two on the same day. And this past Wednesday, we had the first community circle meeting. And we had a few different people from various different local community groups. And we talked about all sorts of ideas for how to bring people together to work on community projects together. And the next meeting is next Wednesday at 6 p.m. at the Big Muddy IMC meeting space, and that's at 214 North Washington in Carbondale. For more information on that, you can go to community-circle.org. Nice. (laughs) Threw that up. We got so excited about the meeting that I threw up a website about it that night. (laughs) So then the other happening, which is actually immediately following that one, as the uh, community tech training, I'm doing a workshop on how to use basic computer skills to help community organizations, and that's at 7 p.m. at the Big Muddy IMC on that same Wednesday. Good
0: deal. We'll be right back with news. <laughs> Now the news I almost said that creepy didn't I.
1: The news.
0: <laughs> well, should I I was gonna talk about the organic vodka. It's <laughs> coming to your town soon. I think that's enough.
1: <laughs> I won't <laughs> panic if it's organic.
0: A new brand of organic vodka will be soon be launched. Okay. <laughs> um, oh we forgot happenings um what is it? The Keep the Faith Coffee House. Um Every Saturday evening throughout the month of April, all are invited to attend this coming Saturday. Uh, they will be going on every week <laughs> in April, suspended at least for the first two weeks in May, you know, because of finals. They are looking for more acoustic music type acts for future shows, of course, but it is essentially along the Cousin Andy style music, coffee, snacks, people, community. So keep the Face Coffee House and Entertainment Night a benefit for the car- for the Interfaith Center of Carbondale. Come visit your local Interfaith Community Center, have some fun and listen to great music. So um where let's see. Interfaith Center is located on the corner of Route 51 and Grand Avenue. This is every Saturday night starting at 7 p.m., right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. So um, for more information or to book, list yourself, please call Vincent at 527-8029. Come join the fun and help. Keep the faith.
1: Yes, and that's fun. I actually made it to most of that one uh, last week. It's pretty fun. We had an open mic portion as well, and we uh, did
0: some poetry reading during that. Lung out to dry. Lung out to dry. Thousands of Manhattan and Manhattan... <laughs> Manhattanites. There you go. Thousands of Manhattanites suffer post-9-11 respiratory problems. With all due respect to the free-flow and anxiety and war fever affecting many in the post-9-11 world. Prescription. Less talk radio. <laughs> um, at least 15,000 people have actual medical complaints related to the attack. Many victims afflicted with World Trade Center cough as assumed it would pass once the dust settled. Instead, problems have intensified and more victims have fallen ill. The January death of a Ground Zero firework firefighter was directly linked to 9-11, according to the coroner. The 15,000 figure is compiled from medical records, but of course, 30,000 to 50,000 people may have been exposed to the lead and asbestos-laden dust kicked up by the fallen towers. In the days after the attack, the U.S. EPA cleared the Manhattan air safe to breathe and open Wall Street to business. Many victims are now pursuing a class-action suit against the agency. Straight to the, Seuss. <laughs> Straight to the source, BBC News, the 12th of April, 2006. You notice how it's BBC News, not any U.S. news source?
1: <laughs> yeah, probably a lot of the U.S. news stores, sources are just... Not quite covering that story. Yep. All right. <laughs> so let's see. In other news, Obama hiccups, Chris rushes to transcribe. <laughs> Obama slams Bush administration for inaction on America's oral addiction. Now, I think we're still we're saying he's at step two or so of the...
0: I think we got to step two and a quarter two, or a yeah, half. Yeah,
1: two and a quarter and a half,
0: maybe. Because he was, he was. I mean, you have to say you're going to do something for step two. Step three is actually Actually do something. Something, yeah. So he's maybe he's trying to do something, or I don't know. Yeah, that's the quarter or half.
1: Yeah, like when he paid that visit to the uh, uh, the renewables research facility, and they kind of had to rehire some people. Uh, Two, two and a quarter maybe. Yeah, (laughs) we could put a little meter on the community spirit side that it
0: it gets. Yeah, up to three, almost three, almost three, almost three. down to two again. Yeah, But anyway, uh,
1: Senator Barack Obama, progressive golden boy, rebuked the Bush administration this week for being all talk, no walk on curbing oil use. When President Bush said America is addicted to oil, quote, I was among the hopeful, said the Illinois Democrat. Quote, but then I saw the plan. (laughs) 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 Obama said the administration's failure to boost funding for cleaner fuels resistance to increased automobile fuel efficiency standards, and inertia on fighting global warming amount to, quote, admitting alcoholism and then skipping the 12-step program. Hey!
0: hey, hey. Someone else is doing our <laughs> Someone else is doing
1: our, yeah, maybe Obama is listening to our... Uh,
0: maybe he listened to
1: our show and he's like,
0: wow, 12-step program, I could talk <laughs> about that.
1: Yeah. So he, he must be. Well, you never know. He is an <laughs> Illinoisan. Obama called for the U.S. to cut oil imports by more than 7.5 million barrels a day by 2025, and he touted a $100 per vehicle tax credit to cover the costs of installing flexible fuel tanks, allowing cars to burn corn-based ethanol-blended fuels. Obama also wants the Feds to pick up some of Big Auto's huge health care costs, as long as the industry promises to spend the savings developing greener cars, Straight to the source, Chicago Tribune, San Francisco Chronicle, and Associated Press,
0: 3rd of April. Oh no, he didn't. Chrysler official takes a public pot shot at oil companies. Now, what's more fun than a quiet little simmering feud between big auto and big oil? Ha <laughs> ha, public catfight. Chief Chrysler spokes flack at Jason Vines minced no world words in a, a community a company blog Monday. Despite a documented history of hoarding their bounty by avoiding technologies, policies, and legislation that would protect the population and environment and lower fuel costs, Big Oil insists on transferring all of that responsibility on the oil companies. The tirade was in part a reaction to a recent ExxonMobil print ad that called attention to the auto industry's conspicuous failure to keep up with energy efficiency gains in the broader economy. Economy. Each industry is right that the other is to blame for a big part of the problem, said the Sierra Club's uh, Dan Becker, who added of the SmackDown, I'll be happy just to sit back and watch. (laughs) Straight to the source, the Detroit News, MLive.com, Associated Press, all the 11th of April 2006.
1: (laughs) Oh no, he didn't.
0: Oh no, he didn't. (laughs) SmackDown.
1: Clash of the Titans. (laughs) So let's see. In other news, we've got poll, and we're super bad. (laughs) Polls find Americans worried about energy and climate problems. To paraphrase Benjamin... uh, To paraphrase Benjamin Disraeli, there are three kinds of lies. Lies, damned lies, and poll results. (laughs) (laughs) So take the following factoids from three recent polls with a big block of salt. But here are the results... An environmental defense survey found that 71% of Americans think global warming is real, and 53% think it's largely caused by human activity. A Civil Society Institute poll found that two-thirds of conservatives think fuel-efficient vehicles are patriotic, and the Bush administration isn't doing enough to address global warming. Finally, a Gallup poll found that 77% of Americans think global oil demand will eventually outpace supply, and 12 percent think the current energy situation in the U.S. is a crisis. Oh, and 70 percent of those polled by environmental defense said they're willing to drive less to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. You can feel free to start anytime, people. (laughs) Straight to the source, Chicago Sun-Times, Associated Press, 2nd of April,
0: 2006. I'm just... Um, This other news article, Fuel Me Once. Enviro sued the Bush administration over lax fuel economy rules for light trucks. In a new lawsuit, the Center for Biological Diversity has charged the Bush administration with violating the 1975 Energy Policy and Conservation Act, which requires the feds to regularly update fuel economy standards to the maximum feasible level. With current available technologies, light trucks could easily achieve 38 miles per gallon by 2015 as opposed to the just updated federal standard of about 24 miles per a- gallon by 2011. Straight to the source, the San Francisco Chronicle of the 7th of April 2006.
1: <laughs> that reminds me of I wonder if he was inspired by this uh one of Bush's more famous bushisms. Uh, he was trying to say that saying about fool me once fool me twice. Yeah. But it came out wrong. <laughs> me twice, uh, you don't get
0: fooled again. Huh. Well, I have one final one I'm going to try to squeeze time it in. Time for one more? One flu. Flu is an achu over achoo. the cuckoo's nest. Gesundheit. Wetland restoration could help contain bird flu. A recent report commissioned by the UN gives a unique reason to restore tens of thousands of lost or degraded wetlands. It could help keep bird flu at bay. Upon finding their regular flocking grounds drained for agriculture or hydroelectricity, some wild birds alight on still-wet rice paddies and farm ponds where they come into contact with domesticated ducks, chickens, and geese. This intermingling of fowl helps spread the H5N1 avian influenza virus, which has been found now in 45 countries in Asia, Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. If If the wild birds had... Access to their preferred habitat, the risk of such spreading would be lessened. A recent convention on biological diversity concluded that the flu could potentially affect over 80% of all known bird species. Since 2003, 108 people have died after contracting H5N1 from poultry, and scientists fear the virus uh, could mutate to become transmittable between humans. Straight to the source Reuters environmental news service the 11th of april 2006
1: so one flew over the cuckoo's nest
0: yep well that has been an exciting at least for me i made it through (laughs) and informative was it
1: yes I, i i got informed and i got energized Ooh, it's a sunny day out there for it too
0: I'm, I'm not going to play the sunrise ritual, but I'm going to play "It's a Beautiful World." <laughs> Have a good day. We'll see you again. Well, you'll see him. I'll be out of town.
1: Oh yeah, he'll be out of town, but I'll see you through the radio.
0: Through the radio. Da da da